0: Brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another
1: episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. It's a Sunday, Sunday morning. Yes, the 11th day for September for 2022. And our road trip in Queensland. Yes, it's still continuing. It's going to continue next week. We've nearly arrived in Cairns, so if you're wondering what's happening in the Cairns market there, we're going to be talking with Kyle, and he is going to give us the lowdown. And coming up shortly, we have the Sunday Rewind, where we take a look back over the last seven days with the interviews, also a little bit of a spotlight on a couple of our destinations with our road trip. And if you want to feel some fantastic nostalgia soldier I can thoroughly recommend a doco that I watched on Netflix last night all about the David and Goliath showdown on the water between Australia and the New York Yacht Club and Dennis Connor. It happened a long time ago but that won't stop you from recounting the memories back in 1983 when John Bertrand and Alan Bond had the weight of a nation on their shoulders. In fact I'd forgotten that they were down best out of four races so everyone had written the Aussies off and man did they come back to win in style the first time the Americans had lost the America's Cup and they lost it to the Aussies
0: We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30.
1: Hey, if you're celebrating your birthday for the 11th day of September for 2022, have yourself a fantastic Sunday. Moby, the American singer, songwriter and DJ, he's on the birthday calls. He is turning 57. Harry Connick Jr. He is turning 54 And of course, September the 11th, if you do the maths, it's an infamous day back in 2001. Two passenger planes hijacked by Al-Qaeda crash into the New York's World Trade Center towers. Of course, both of the towers came down and caused the deaths of 2,606 people.
0: It's the main centre forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day.
1: And checking on your weather around Australia on this Sunday morning. And Sydney, firstly, expecting beautiful, sunny, warm conditions. A high of 22 degrees. In Melbourne, unfortunately, the rain is back. Expect the showers developing and a high of 17 degrees. In Brisbane, partly cloudy but mainly dry. 25 is your forecast high. And in Perth, good morning to you, expecting a high of 23 degrees degrees and a mostly sunny day.
0: We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts, and what's trending every morning from 6.30. It's your Real Estate Weekend podcast in review. So Harvey Bay,
1: I think it was known, it had the reputation as the capital for retirees, but since COVID that's changed a little bit. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, no, it has. We've been uh, here in Harvey Bay ourselves now, myself my wife Katrina, for 17 years this year. And then the town has steadily grown throughout that period. But uh, ironically, since COVID, we've seen a dramatic increase in our buyer population and, and the demand for housing. So our um, demographic is changing with that because with that, we're seeing significant construction projects going ahead, new estates, tradies, you can't get a tradie at the moment if you try to get a tradie. Friday. Also, because of the age demographic, the medical services have expanded significantly over the last three years. Well, I jokingly say we've got a medical centre just about on every second corner now, and those medical professionals are usually that middle-aged demographic. They've got kids, they're on obviously higher incomes, and they're changing the face of Harvey Bay. We're getting more retail outlets, more cafes, restaurants. So, yeah, we're definitely seeing a change in our demographics harvey bay in the last six months has experienced the largest real estate boom in its history to date all right so let's have a look at some of these stats because
1: last year the stats reflected that harvey bay saw an 18.3 percent increase in house prices what is happening right now in 2022 in terms of the median house price
2: Yeah, my feel has been that we've seen since January 2022, we've seen an increase across the board for predominantly houses, whilst we still have seen an increase in demand and sales on units and townhouses. The majority of the purchases have definitely been residential homes, freestanding homes. Our expectation is we've seen a 33% increase in values this year alone. So it has been a significant increase. But in saying that, we came off a very low base, like Harvey Bay, the cycle, over the last, say, 15 years, we we sort of peaked back in 2008 after the second largest growth spurt in Harvey Bay's history between sort of 2002 and 2007. And then we lost really nearly all that growth after the GFC
0: enjoy your morning coffee it's your real estate weekend podcast in review
1: the tale that you've got almost sounds like somebody that's been in property for about 15 to 20 years but you've only been going three years so tell us that initial thinking of getting in and how excited you were to get into the property market
3: yeah as you mentioned we bought our first home in january 2019 went out on my own and started my own business almost a year prior to that. And before that, I'd, I never thought I was actually going to own a home, but um, we were you know, going quite well in the business and we were able to purchase our first property.
1: Okay. So tell us a little bit about that because you bought your first property and then I think not long after you ended up buying a second property.
3: Yeah, that's correct, Craig. So it was just under a a year and a half later, we purchased our second home in Rabina on the Gold Coast. Then we moved into that property and it was only three months after that that we um, moved out of that and bought our third home in Burley Heads. So yeah, it all happened quite fast after that.
1: Okay, so you've got three properties and then comes along this property, the Palms. Now this is a, a slightly different sort of a property. Tell us a little bit about this, the fourth property that you buy, lovely property.
3: It was, it was a, it was a beautiful property. The third home that we, we bought and we were living in, it was a really nice home. It had been fully renovated, it was a whole new build. It was a big home in Burley Heads, right, you know, close to the beach. Yeah, it was, you know, one Queensland home of the year. It was a beautiful property. And then, yeah, we, we went along to the auction and then we, we purchased that, which was you know, our fourth fourth home.
1: And after you purchase that home, I mean, firstly, you'd be pinching yourself because you've only got to go back just a short period of time when you bought your first property. Suddenly you're in this great home, which you would probably never have imagined that in this short period of time you would have ended up buying. And then what you do is you end up selling it. And I believe there's a bit of a tennis connection here with Leighton Hewitt buying your property.
3: Yeah, that's right. So we, we ended up moving into the Palms and we lived there for probably about five weeks until we were we were homesick for the other area in Burley Heads we had just moved from. We loved the home we were living in. It was a beautiful home. We wanted to build that home back in the other area of Burley Heads where we had just moved from. So we decided to put it on the market. Within six days, it was sold to um, Leighton and Beck
1: So Jeremy, everybody that's listening in on the conversation, I'm sure that they're saying to themselves, how much money is he actually making? What's the turnover price, the equity that is growing? So if you feel comfortable sharing some of those numbers with us, I'm sure the audience would love to hear the sort of markup that you're making and how you're able to finance from one property into another, into another, and so it goes on.
3: Yeah, absolutely, Craig. That's all right. I'm I'm happy to discuss that. I think it was a combination of good timing, but also good investing in good areas. You know, obviously there was a pandemic property boom across Australia. The percentage increases in the areas that I invested in, Rabina and and Burley Heads, the the prices skyrocketed. So we we purchased the second home in Rabina for eight hundred and sixty thousand and then twelve months later we sold that for one point one six. The third home in Burley Heads, we bought for just under 1.5 and we sold that nine months later for 2.3. And then the Palms, we lived there for just under a couple of months. We bought that for 3.7 and sold that for 4.3.
0: It's the Real Estate Podcast across Australia, seven days a week.
1: So what about the median house price
4: there, Jason? What is that standing at at the moment? Uh, Craig, it it rests somewhere between 320 and 340 and that's for a 600 square metre block. We have low-set brick homes here that you can still buy for around the 350, but the average house here, they they call them like a house on stilts, uh, brick base, hardy plank top. They're going for about 350 to 400. You can still get good buys in the 300 range, but they probably need a bit bit of tender, loving care Most suburbs in Rockhampton are getting good prices, 300 plus at the moment, which is probably extraordinarily cheap when you you look towards the bigger capitals of Australia.
1: Well, I was just going to say, if that is the median house price now and you've gone through the boom, what was a house, you know, on a block that you've just quoted there around that 650, 70 square metres, what sort of money was that,
4: say, three years ago? If you use say three hundred and forty as an example, those properties would have been two hundred and eighty. So you could have picked up a really strong investment pre-COVID, pre-February twenty twenty, for probably two hundred and eighty, uh, two hundred and seventy, and they would have probably seen. I believe, 15% growth over the last two years. If you do a little bit of work to them and make them perfectly presented, that growth would, be, would even be more enhanced. So the profit margin up here is fantastic right now. Wow. And what is the population of Rockhampton these days? So Rocky itself has about seventy-five to 80,000, uh, the big area which encompasses Yapoon and central Queensland. You'd probably push that out to about 120,000, but the amount of people visiting, it's just a constant stream of caravans coming from the south, and uh, we're seeing them day in, day out. You can't get a caravan park unless you pre-book it in the central Queensland area.
0: It's your Real Estate Weekend podcast in review.
1: And we know that the construction industry is hurting right at the moment. How are construction costs impacting buyers' decision to buy, say, established versus doing a renovation or knockdown and rebuild?
5: Craig, it's an interesting question. I've had a chat with a couple of builders. I actually bought a property yesterday for a client, a brand new build. And typically what you're seeing is that the cost of steel in the last year has gone up about 47%. The supply chains are affected as we know. It's difficult to get supplies and there's labor shortages. So the cost of doing a renovation that would have probably cost a cosmetic renovation, cost about eighty dollars to $100,000 a year ago, is probably costing you 50% more today. I believe that will settle down as soon as the supply chains you know, stabilize again. What I am seeing with clients is they're not that motivated to buy something that needs a lot of work obviously because of these costs, and there are people prepared to pay a premium for something that's beautifully done and of a very high standard.
1: Yeah, okay. And one of the ways to get into the East is by way of apartments. What are the price differences at the moment uh, that you're seeing between houses and apartments?
5: Craig, I would say the biggest uh, difference depends on locations. If we're looking at the Bayside suburbs and the beach locations such as Koji and Bondi that you mentioned before, where houses can trade well northwards of $8 million, her first home buyers and investors can still get smaller apartments in these areas in the $1 to $2 million range in the beach suburbs. Well, the luxury higher end apartments with amazing views, obviously, in areas like Darling Point, would trade in the mid three million to round about 10 million. And similar for the ocean suburbs like Bondi and Coogee. The best value ocean suburbs, I would say, my opinion, is Little Bay, which is one of my favorites, where one and a half to two million dollars buys you a great two or three bedroom apartment with amazing ocean views, parkland and golf course aspects. This location is 30 minutes from the CBD, and it's almost like having a holiday home close to the city. Luxury houses in the Little Bay area with full ocean views do trade up to $10 million, and similar properties in South Coogee would probably trade for about 30% more than that.
0: We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia, The Real Estate Podcast.